Episode number 23 of The Wake and Take is here, coming at your speakers, coming into your ear holes, you know how it goes. Like the Michael Jordan of Wake and Take episodes. Or the LeBron James. Mm. Yeah. Or we could have done that for six, too. Oh, but true. either way, But either way, we're back. Either way. We're back again. Yep. Uh, two weeks in a row, so I'm pretty proud of us, if I'm being uh-huh. honest. Uh-huh, yeah, we're, we're on a streak now. We can't end it. Yep. So uh, today we, we have... What's up? We got a lot of MLB trades going on throughout mm-hmm. the week. We got the Cubs, both Chicago teams involved, and then even all of our hometown teams got involved this week. Wow, that's pretty neat. Um, OJ <laughs> made parole. That's mm-hmm. something. And we're going to talk some Thrones because we can actually talk Thrones because we're big Thrones fans. And we're talking Thrones every week. So if you don't like that, then just get out. We don't Yeah, really it's care. at the end of the episode, so just turn it off then at that point. Let's hit it. All right. Episode number 23, we're here, yeah. um, different parts of the country, but we're making it work, mm-hmm. Skype's being... Skype. Modern um, technology's great like that, but you can keep uh-huh. continuing your college podcast for the rest of your life, so it never dies. Right, it's the best, mm-hmm. I love it, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Wake and Take is forever in my heart, and uh-huh. plus it's always good to, to talk with your old college friends. Facebook. Yeah, man, it's gonna be good, we got another good one, we got... Uh, Finally, we can talk about OJ again. I feel like we haven't we haven't had the chance to talk about OJ in the last couple months, ever since all those TV shows came and went. But but now we got some real OJ. He's out and about, so I'm excited to talk about that. But let's talk about some trades first. Little MLB. Mm-hmm. Um, Start with Cubs. the Cubs. Cubs traded for Jose Quintana. Uh, gave a big prospect, Eloy Jimenez. Um, but the Cubs pretty much theory is that they get a young controlled arm. Quintana's young and they got him through 2020 and Eloy's a middle infielder. So he really wouldn't have a place to play. They kind of, once they brought up Ian Happ, they kind of showed that they're not, that's like the Cubs philosophy right now is just get as many bats as you can, then sign the pitchers and trade for the pitchers. Uh, I liked it a lot. Um, but it just immediately becomes the most unbearable thing possible because just the, uh, like I forget. I'm, I'm. I don't know what the word is, but just the, just the saltiness among like White Sox and Cubs fans. You just can't be happy with the trade. You need a clear winner and loser. And the Sox are all, all talking about their prospects now, which is which are awesome. This is a thing that gets mixed up too. Is that I don't really hate the Sox, so why not root for them? They got a lot of cool prospects. Yon Moncada just caught called up, and then the Cubs got like a really good piece in return. So. But Sox fans will always try to make it out like they like they won the trade, and they might in the long run. But it was a good trade for both sides. Jose Quintana went seven innings, twelve strikeouts, and I think three hits in his first Cubs start. So he's already the greatest pitcher of all time. Well, um, yeah, he <laughs> sounds like he's been a um, a good addition, and uh, you know, hopefully those bats will uh, show up for the White Sox. Six game win streak. Can we talk about how much the Brewers have 
completely blown their lead in the NL Central. It's classic Brewers. Classic it's Brewers. Been, they've played six games, and they had a five-and-a-half game lead, and now it's already down to one game. <laughs> so is it six. that, or are the Cubs hot? Cubs are hot. They played – Cubs bats are hot because they played teams that this entire season have gotten just lit up. They they just they just had two straight sweeps of the uh, Braves and Orioles, it's, which just get lit up every time. The starting pitching is so bad. Weren't the Orioles uh, really good at the beginning of the year? Uh huh. And they were really good at the end of last year and just barely missed the playoffs. But yeah, I'm just I'm happy the Cubs are finally on a tear. They were getting ter- they're getting torn apart right now because of that this thing they do now where like you know how everybody has like a extra base celebration mm, like what do you, like, what do you mean some people will do like a motorcycle vroom vroom or like the rubbing of the head or like oh when they get like a double step. yeah i see uh-huh. that yeah something like that the cubs just like wave just like like a little wave now just like to like make wave. fun of all of it and they just got like tor- like deadspin just wrote an article saying this is the dumbest thing ever the cubs are so stupid and it's just like they're making fun of it. They're just waving at each other because it's stupid and childish. But whatever. Well, it's I all right because Dead, Deadspin's real news. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Deadspin gets it. But, yeah, Cubs are on a tear. I'm happy uh, that they're finally on a tear. White Sox, uh, Rick Hahn, their GM, has been policing teams. I think they – the thing about the White Sox, though, that a lot of their top prospects are pitchers, which I don't mind. I mean, I, you can make a team with a crap ton of prospects, but it's just – I feel like putting – your future in arms as opposed to bats is really weary because just like nowadays with the MLB pitching and everything, it's, it's so flimsy. Cause I feel like every upcoming pitcher has to have some type of Tommy John surgery. It's like your initiation in the league before you can actually be like a consistent pitcher or something. Like you see what happened to all the Mets, like core four pitchers just yeah. periodically getting struck down. But, uh, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm excited for the Sox. They just traded Frazier to the Yankees. Um, I forget for who, but I'm pretty sure. No, they, it was a bat. Is I think it was like 50. It was like six. a seven-player trade that I don't even have like uh-huh. the energy to look up all those players. Yeah, they traded Dave Robertson back to the Yankees. Uh, they got a lot for those three old players that are like producing, and so that was a smart move on their part, just getting these old controllable players that will produce for these MLB contenders. So that was a really good smart move by Rick Hahn signing those guys in like the previous off seasons cuz I feel like if you are trying to rebuild, you got to get a lot of good bait for teams that are going to be struggling. Like corner and or like third baseman are always huge or like outfielder, just anybody who can hit is always right. great. I love uh-huh. how before the Cincinnati All-Star game, nobody really knew who Todd Frazier was. <laughs> And then yeah. all of a sudden he wins the home run derby, gets MVP for the all-star game. Mm-hmm. And then just now he's, now nobody wants him. Yeah. Now he's <laughs> like a folk hero. He's like a folk hero. Exactly. But I mean, people, I mean, it's going to be awesome for the Yankees. I, the Yankees are sweet. I mean, I'm, I didn't grow up a Yankees fan. Obviously I grew up more uh, rooting for the Red Sox when the Cubs were so bad because they like had the same type of history. So like the Yankees always kind of seemed like uppity. But, like, you look at, like, Aaron Judge and stuff, and they're so sweet. Like, he was – when they were doing the home run derby, he was absolutely mashing balls. But he is in a slump right now. He is in a slump. What What is he? Uh, what, a couple couple days ago, he was, like, two for his last 23? Uh-huh. The oh classic home run derby slump. It changes your swing. It messes with your swing. Everybody tells you that. It's real, man. It's real. So, uh, 
Well, the and little... then you see Giancarlo on the other side is like scorching hot. He's at like five home runs in his last six games or something like that. Yeah, he wants to prove everybody that you know that was just a little. That was just a little. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Is it was just a little fluke. just a little fluke? Exactly, just a little hey, fluke in the in the thing. Fluke is the most popular popular ocean in any lake. Anybody will tell you that any fluke can happen. Mm-hmm. And exactly. uh, yeah, what do you like? Give up like 22 to Gary Sanchez or something like that. But regardless, uh, it's that sucks so much because there's there's so many cool players on the Marlins. And then just Jose Fernandez died. I'm just so sad about that. Still, I have to get that off my chest. Yeah, everything just went downhill after that. But they have a lot of people like wanting to play for him. They're a cool team, man. But yeah, yeah, they have that really cool structure out in left center. <laughs> oh yeah, the thing that just people were pelting with with baseballs during the derby. Did you see so, that one? Um, I can't remember who was calling the home run derby, but I think in the, it was Carl Ravage. Carl, <laughs> it was so funny when. Um, I think Judge hit one, or or somebody hit one, and he's like, "Oh, that's gonna go over the structure and left," and it just like hit, like barely hit the bottom. And he's like, "Oh no, nope, not really." It pelted the it pelted the front of it, and then he's uh yeah, and then there was another one where he's like, "Oh my god, that may hit the thing," and then it just like went like twenty feet to the left and hit the windows. That was hysterical. Oh oh, it's gonna hit the roof. It's gonna hit it. It's gonna hit, it. and it's just not even close. But that home run derby on the on on like on the serious note, that was really fun to watch. I know it's a oh, couple yeah, weeks late, but talked about it last week. I low key miss Berman though. I love love that back 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 back. Yeah, they even did though, a, they did a back 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 for him though, which was cool. Mm-hmm. I just like Ravage and all those guys just weren't that interesting, and we're just like, oh whoa, oh my god, and like. Berman's just always funnier like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm still getting used to the Jesse Mendoza situation going on. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so you gotta we gotta keep watching out for Aaron Judge's a slump. Yeah. Uh, I think he'll break out of it. He had this. That was kind of his thing last year where he was just so. I think he's got a really good ability to bounce back, or maybe like when he just finds like a little like like skid in the road, he's just got to shut down until the end of the season until he can get started back up again. Right, you know, last season, yeah. He's got such a long career ahead of him, and he's going to be one of those really uh-huh. fun players to watch. And he was six eight. Did you see him throw uh, that runner out from right? Uh huh. Yeah. He what they they tracked it. It was ninety seven point one miles an hour. He just uh-huh. rope. Uh huh. So that it's awesome. that kid's going to go places. But uh, going back to the trades, uh, we'll do a little Venn diagram of trades. So the Cubs and Tigers are both involved. Um, as the deadline approaches, so um, as as you know how a Venn diagram works, uh, you do you do a little uh, one side like the Cubs side, and then we're gonna go a little mix of both. So, um, reading today, the Cubs are interested in the catcher Alex Avila, and they're uh, keeping yeah. an eye out for Justin Verlander. Um, uh-huh. So, Ryan, do the Cubs need another ace, or not? Not like an ace, but like a starter. Um, they need they need some type of they need some type of anchor in the relief in their relief pitching too. Rondon's been on fire. He's there like he was their closer for a little bit last year, and then they went out and got Chapman and stuff. They just like Wade Davis has been really good. That was their only All Star. They just need that lockdown setup man. I thought they're were, they're were looking at that guy from the Orioles. I think what's his I forget oh, his name. Britain. Yeah. Um. At, the the second catcher would be nice. I don't know. I don't know what it would take to get Alex Avila though. It's just because Wilson's so. Wilson's a really good hit. Wilson Contreras is like a really good hitter, but 
he just isn't a very good catcher. Like he's got a rocket cannon, but he can't really like frame up pitches or like call games. He's really he has a really slow pace when he calls games, and like you gotta have a good feel for pitchers. Yeah, well, uh, he's still young he, though. They, I think they do need one more piece though, because I mean, unless the bats continue to stay hot, because I, I don't know. I think that low key like the Schwarber thing and stuff is like messing with people's mentality because. Everybody thought Schwarber would come out and just light the league on fire, and he's hitting like 180 right now. Right, and mm-hmm. like the thing, the thing about Verlander is, would you guys, would you guys use him as a rental? Uh, how many years? How many years is on his contract? Uh, I believe he's a free agent next year. Like this summer or this winter? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you just that's when you got to give up someone that. I mean, the Tigers are gonna probably want a lot they're definitely gonna want a lot back for him i don't know if i'd i'm fine with the starters i'd rather if they went out and got verlander and gave up a lot for him i'd kind of be upset because they they've preached for the longest time on trying to get young controllable arms right and verlander's the exact opposite of that i mean he's a great pitcher he's just not really what the cubs like in the long-term plans right i definitely don't think he's in the long-term plans but i've also heard way too many people um, you know, saying like he's washed up and you know yeah. he's not good anymore. The reason he's yeah. not good, he has no run support. The Tigers' bats were cold yeah. until like mid June. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A change of scenery is always gonna like revitalize a dude. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I like Verlander, but you're just losing so much next year. I mean, Jake's gonna be gone. Uh, John Lackey's gonna be gone, even though John is, didn't pitch so well the first half of the season. He's, like, just a nice four or five guy, like, when you're going into the playoffs that you can either put him as, like, one of your deep bullpen guys or if he's, like, really hot going into him, you can make your fourth pitcher. I mean, I like Verlander. That I, You'd be insane not to like Verlander, especially when you get in the postseason. I'd love to just see someone hand the ball off to him and see him go to work in a Cubs uniform. Oh, God, I, but, remember, I remember the early 2010s when, you know, the Tigers were always – get into the championship series and that one year they went to the world series even when they got swept verlander was just nuts. verlander was filthy the pre-kate upton days yeah pre-kate upton days and that whole <laughs> fappening situation that was messed up uh but yeah to, i think yeah the cubs definitely need one more piece uh because i don't know i just think it just re-energized everybody i don't know what's, what's what's up with this clubhouse everybody's saying joe madden's on the hot seat and stuff but I don't know, really. It's it's just really hard to decide because it's such an odd funk because they seem to always just be in, like, young, dumb, good spirits. It just goes to show how much of an impact, like, guys like Dexter Fowler and David Ross have on, like, just a clubhouse and just keeping everybody loose and just keeping a good vibe. Yeah, you know? I hear you. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, would you, like, I don't even know who you who we would give to the Tigers for, would you want, like, a now player, like, no, no, it would have to it would have to be prospects, man. Cubs don't really have a lot of interesting prospects. They've traded like their huge ones away. Eloy was a, Eloy was their number one prospect, and then they traded away Glaber Torres last year to the Yankees. I just really don't. It's a weird situation because I don't really know who the Cubs would give away. But I guess I just got to get more, more well versed in the prospects because I know the Cubs historically have. Yeah, I just like I just don't know because last night. Looking at the Tigers' starting lineup, they had Alex Presley in center and Jim Adusi in right. And Jim Adusi just got pulled up from Toledo. So, like, they already have all these young players. And then in the middle infield, they have Jose Iglesias and Ian Kinsler. 
Mm-hmm. I don't see Kinsler staying for much longer, but right. you know, other than that, you have Nick Castellanos. Mm-hmm. And then first you have Victor Martinez or Cabrera, and you know those guys might be going somewhere eventually. But mm-hmm. it's it's like looking at the roster the Tigers have now; they're young, and I don't really see where any of them are going to go. Like when they traded mm-hmm. J.D. Martinez, they picked up Doel Lugo and um, Sergio Alcantara, and both of them play shortstop. Yeah, like, I don't nice. know. What, and oh my god, I'm watching their game right now, and they look like crap. They look like garbage. Yeah. It's just like I'm looking at the Cubs' top top prospects right now, and then you could trade. They have a really good third baseman, like first baseman, like Heimer Candelario, but he's been called up a couple times and just really hasn't shown that he can do much. Uh, they got the pitching, but I don't think they'd give away their pitching because they re- they've been trying so hard to bring up pitchers and just like been trading them away. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You give up? What are you, what's your thought on the? Who is it? JD JD uh, Martinez? Yeah. What was your thought on that? Did they get anything good back for him? Um, well, they they got Dewell Lugo, that uh, third base shortstop, and then they got Alcantara, um, the number four and fifteen prospects for Arizona. They got also got another one outside the top thirty, but mm-hmm. they didn't get um, they didn't get any top one hundred prospects. Yeah, um, you know, in the entire league, which is, you know it's kind of unfortunate, but you know we'll see how it goes. Yeah, right. You want you either want your team to commit to like a rebuild and get some good prospect. If it just seems like it was more like a money thing at if all, and right? Yeah, I definitely think it was a money issue. And the thing that's really that really bugs me is since JD got um, picked up off, I think it was picked up off waivers from. Uh, oh God, what team was it? I don't really care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he got picked up off waivers, and then since then. He's the only person besides like Mike Trout to hit like 300 his entire career or something, yeah. something uh-huh. wacky like that. So uh-huh. clearly from that stat, he's a top 10 hitter, and we didn't even get one top 100 prospect out of. Or he's like a top. He's like a top consistent hitter in like in this in that sense. You know? Oh yeah, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. I remember earlier this year he came off the DL. Um, I think it was like a hamstring injury or something like that. And um, <laughs> the crowd went crazy because they love JD. Yeah. And then the first pitch, he just jacks it over the wall. And even at Comerica, like that's hard to do. Like he hit that like 440. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. It was like chills. And, you know, ever since then, he's been hot. You know, 57 games, he hit, what, 16 homers. Yeah. 16 RBI, 60 RBIs, excuse me. But, you know, I just, I think it was a good trade, but we are not going to know for three that's or four a, years. That's the thing I feel like with prospects. You just like if they're not in the top, like I wouldn't even say like the top hundred of the MLB. If you're not like a top 70, 80 prospect, it's just such a crapshoot. You have no idea what you're getting unless you have awesome scouts in your in your office. Right, and especially in the MLB, what there's five minor league teams. Yeah, there's like a there's a there's a low A, an upper A, a double A, a triple A, and then there's some something else in there. Like there's the, there's rookie where it's like half season. You play like eighty games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what like you teams gotta do a better job at like broadcasting their like their trade assets and like those type of like <laughs> things because as a fan, you just like it's just a list of names that could just you could just 
put into a generator and that would all you be you have no idea like what to get excited for what's gonna like you know especially when you're trading like a fan favorite like jd martinez yeah the good thing is his contract is up at the end of the year so they could just use him as a rental and you know hopefully um avila will want to sign him back so i guess we'll see but tigers are definitely sellers and um i just hope they pick it up but I'm, sad, I'm really I, glad they're not going to get rid of Fulmer, knock on wood. God damn it, I hate being a fan of a rebuilding team. Mm, but even, yeah. I know, they just put up a fire Garin Pax billboard for the Bulls. Yeah, I like, saw that. That was hysteria. Thank God, yes. Just get it going. I want it trending all throughout the world. I'll, oh, I'll tweet uh, it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what else we got? Is that, that it for trades? We want to talk some OJ? Yeah, let's talk some OJ. So, OJ... <laughs> People made talking his about- parole today, mm-hmm. um, and he was arrested for armed robbery nine years yeah. ago. In a- and he was stealing his Heisman back. Yeah. Um, 30, a 33-year possible sentence. What did he serve, nine of it? Served nine years. Uh-huh. So he was no. given parole for that, and I don't know if you guys knew this, but he killed two people. Uh, allegedly he was acquitted even yeah. though in a civil even though in a civil court he was like found guilty mm-hmm. but in criminal court he, it's ridiculous um there's so many they must have the the timing of the fx series and the 30 for 30 series the creators of those series must have had an inkling that oj was going to be on parole and like back in the news well how do you how do you know if he's going to make parole like that like well, is that is that something you know like that you know you know when your parole date is you just don't know if you're gonna make it or not but he was supposedly like a really good inmate and like ran a lot of he ran the softball league which I guess they made him an equipment manager on the softball league and just gave someone with a record of aggravated assault access to softball bats yeah all right, the right. all the weapons um yeah and he was like cleaning and stuff so like I think everybody had an inkling that he was gonna be released but then he got caught the other day jerking off in his cell yeah uh-huh. oj simpson more like jo simpson oh jj simpson oh snap <laughs> my favorite yeah. oj meme was that face when you get parole but now you go and miss the prison football championship and it's just <laughs> him sitting there in his parole hearing just uh-huh. with the most evil look on his face <laughs> with oj and god that would be on keeping up with the kardashians in a second dude he's gonna get a reality tv show there's oh no god doubt about it. i just know it and i'm dreading it i cannot stand reality tv i and... want to be done with oj i don't care about oj the 30 for 30 was interesting the fx series was i guess well done but ultimately pretty cheesy but i liked but i enjoyed watching it but i'm oj'd out i don't want to see any more because I feel like in the early 2000s, before he was on this parole, he was like weird OJ. He was like Miami OJ, like dressing in like pimp coats for music videos and drinking <laughs> out of gold chalices and acting like a goddamn lunatic. Right. And he got pissed down. We're like, fine, we're done with OJ. That's it for OJ. And now he's gonna come out and he's gonna Levar Ball us all. Do you think? Um, do you think he gets back into trouble? Uh, I think trouble just will find OJ. It did you to. see? Did you see? His parole hearing allows him to drink and smoke weed. I don't really. They put that in his parole hearing, and like that was just 
like a little like thing like OJ just said like oh I, I just need to smoke and be able to drink it's it's a part of me moving on from prison up okay you haven't like smoked or drank in the last nine years <laughs> he's just gotta I need to I need to it's gotta happen god damn it I hate OJ well uh that's unfortunate <laughs> I like or I like Orenthal who ran for what did he run for did he run for 2,000 yards in, like, a 12-game season, something yeah. like that? Yeah, it was something wild like that. Mm-hmm. There was another but, meme where uh, it was a gif of him just running, trained th- against some team. I couldn't see who it was because mm-hmm. it was moving so fast, and it was old OJ, OJ versus the legal so. system. It was just hysterical. <laughs> OJ, old OJ was good, but I don't know, man. Just this entire morning was just – a barrel of hot takes on ESPN. They had like six analysts on one screen just talking about OJ the entire time. Were they all they shoulder to shoulder? Up, they had it all perfectly set up. So there's just like three black people and three white people and some are women. And like it's just the perfect head to head battle where no conclusion has come up with other than OJ murdered those people. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can all agree with that. And then they all just get into like the race thing of it all. Which is an interesting topic, I guess, but I'm just so goddamn sick of it. It happened in 1993 yeah. in L.A. when it was just incredibly hostile. Like, okay, yeah, I'm over it now, man. I'm so – ESPN is having a field day with it. They've been tweeting about it all morning. ESPN just has a field day with just the most outrageous things instead of just covering sports. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a football player for like 30 years and we're still talking about OJ in the sense of him being like a sports icon. He murdered people. He's a murderer. I guess we still I I still be guess we iconic iconicize not wrong. I didn't say that right. But whatever. We still look up to Ray Lewis. Fuck it. <laughs> uh so with that, uh we're gonna go yeah. into our mock draft of quick mock draft athletes who have battled the legal system. And or been tried for murder because yes. <laughs> yeah just athletes battle athletes against the legal system okay do you want to go first uh sure yeah um i'm gonna go with uh <laughs> semyon varlamov who um went yeah he was a goalie for the colorado avalanche and he mercilessly beat his wife um, oh so that's your first pick huh mm-hmm. yeah oh huh. sleeper <laughs> Sleep. Are we are we doing this based on like who I think the best, most? I'm just gonna t- pick the most athletic team. Okay. Well, yeah. Was that a hockey player? Yes. All right. I'll go with. Uh, I love hockey. If you didn't know that, you do like it. You do talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll go with. Uh, let's go with Mike Tyson. Oh, okay. Mike Tyson uh, was very in jail. I I think that's so flown under the radar is that Mike Tyson spent like two years in jail in the absolute prime of his career. Uh, I think it was for <laughs> aggravated assault or like uh, assault on a woman too. This is just going to be the entire list is just athletes. <laughs> Holy shit. But either way, yeah, Mike Tyson, another scumbag. I'll just compound it while I'm at it. I'll go Mike Vick. Because oh. he was pretty electric until mm-hmm. he let until he let some dudes in his house have a couple uh, pit bull fights. He let the dogs Not the out. Best guy, but if I'm looking at my athletes right now, I got Mike Vick and Mike Tyson. A lot of mics. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, yeah. Who you know you what? I see your two mics, and I raise you a Pete and Pete Rose. Pete um, Rose. Yeah. Did he battle the legal system, or did he just battle? Oh shoot! You know what? MLB. 
I couldn't tell you. I have. I couldn't tell you either. Damn. Yeah. All right, let's put him in as a conditional. Uh huh. Yeah, because you, you know what? He's he's been metaphorically put in jail because he's not allowed to go to Cooperstown. Yeah. So you know what? That's a good pick. That's a that's a load of, and that's a load of baloney too. What? That he's not allowed to be in the Hall of Fame? I mm-hmm. agree with that. Because mm-hmm. he never bet on his own games or intentionally threw it. You can't throw your own games and still be the MLB's all-time hit leader. Did you put, which is? Did they put Shoeless Joe in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I don't think so. No, Shoeless Joe's not allowed in the Hall of Fame. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that that, entire, at least they're being consistent. That entire yeah, at least <laughs> at least at least the MLB has some semblance of consistency. Oh, okay. Um, with that. I'll go with my or no. Do you have two picks? Do you have another? Yeah, pick? I get an, I get another pick. Um, oh shoot! Oh yeah, um, Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> That's it. Murderers. How many? You got a murderer. I have a, a murderer, and a, a beater, and a gambler. I'll go. I'll uh, I'll top it off, and I'll do a little uh, little civil suit. I'll go Barry Bonds. Oh. Because he had to go testify in court and all that, he technically did battle the legal system for his for his uh, for his right to say that he did not take steroids when his head grew five times the normal amount. So yeah, <laughs> that was a good that was a good little uh, controversial mock draft that I'm sure people will hate us for. But you know what? You got to mock draft murderers sometimes. Yeah, you, know you what? have to. You have to. You know, you have to do what's timely. You know what? The legal system is a part of our everyday lives. And if we can't mock draft people who have been in the legal system, then what kind of country are we? You know, I don't know. And neither of us took OJ. Neither, yeah, neither of us took OJ. That's hysterical. <laughs> or Ray Lewis. But anyway, def- yeah, podcast, podcast is a, it's a timely form of media, and so uh-huh. you know, so yeah, we got to exactly. Gotta... It's not exactly something that can be evergreen unless we did interviews or something like that. And we're not good enough yet to do interviews. We could. We will eventually. Once once we uh, once we get back together. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. What are we? Um, so that was a nice little mock draft. Yeah. Um, uh, let's. Oh, uh, got. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, this just happened today. The Ole Miss football coach Hugh Freeze, uh, <laughs> immediately resigned because he made a call to a phone number tied to an escort service. Classic butt dial. Mm-hmm. Classic butt dial. Um, <laughs> You know, accidents happen, you know, um, but I think to me, uh, you know, an immediate resignation, that's a sign of guilt. That's a sign of guilt. You did it. Yeah, that's a definite sign. I don't know how they got act. Did he call from, like, the football offices? <laughs> like, that they, knew, <laughs> that they knew he was calling an escort service or, like, they saw his cell phone? Dude, get a burner if you're going to call an escort service like it's oh even... yeah a one minute call made from the university issued phone of coach Hugh freeze to a number <laughs> associated with a female escort service was raised as a potential issue oh, in the God. back and forth between university's legal counsel and the attorney for former rebels football coach houston nut and that's a great name houston uh-huh. nut. his name was houston nut mm-hmm. uh yeah this is just this classic case that you got to take some notes from rick patino you mm-hmm. know say it was recruiting Say, uh, say you didn't really have any acknowledgement of it. Say someone stole your phone or something like that. You yeah. know, just do a little better. Yeah, one of your recruits took your phone and he didn't, and he cut him from the team. Yeah, just yeah. No he, name recruit. Yeah, we dealt with him. Yeah, we got a, we had a couple recruits that were trying to just get some hookers, and I said no. I I saw them on the phone and immediately hung up. That's why it's only a minute long. Mm-hmm. Hugh, we just saved your job. 
But that's 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 just a classic. You got, I, I just want to cue like the curb enthusiasm music and then just like just <laughs> a zoom in on Hugh, Hugh Freeze's face. It's like you call an escort service from your university issued phone where they can see everything you do. Boom, boom, boom. That's lit. Oh we should definitely make that a thing. Definitely. Oh, my God. But yeah, to, uh, definitely guilty if he's just instantly resigning. That's a dude who's like, don't dig any deeper because you're going to find a lot more calls to that escort service. Yeah, he's, he's just, you know, easing up the whole situation. He's pleading guilty. <laughs> he got out of he's pleading guilty, quick basically. As he could, because he knew if he was under investigation, he'd be having, he's got FaceTime videos and like Snapchats with his escort service. That'd be so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just classic, classic stuff in the South. <laughs> yeah, classic Southerners. You know what? I don't know. Was he not married or something? Uh, I'm a, sure. I'm sure he was married. Adulterer. But then, yeah, you know, you, hey, I'm a married man. I'm a father. That's all he's got to say. Hey, I'm a father. Don't mm-hmm. don't question whether I'm calling an escort service or not because I have kids and I take care of them. So don't tr- don't try to. This article is really funny because every time they mention Houston Nut, they just refer to him as Nut. <laughs> Nut contends the false narratives has hurt his the prospects of landing another football bowl mm-hmm. subdivision head coaching job. And wow, okay. Nut nearly Nut nearly busted when hearing about all these opportunities. What? Okay. All right. You got dinner? Uh, yep, dinner's ready. We'll be back. Yeah. You can you just cut like that part? Yeah. Okay. Gotta... Yeah. You go to you go to dinner, and uh, after you come back, we'll talk stay woke entertainment. All right. Sounds good. Okay. All right, cool. I'll be. All right, 20. Sweet. All right, moving on to a Stay Woke Entertainment. First, Ryan, I want to ask you, how was your dinner? Uh, it was good. That's why we had to take our little break. Uh, it was a nice little, uh, you know, I got to get my mind away from sports a little bit so mm-hmm. I could really focus on this entertainment segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to keep your you got to keep your uh, mind all uh-huh. uh, full of nutrients and your body full of nutrients. I had uh, some fried coconut shrimp. It was delectable. Ooh, ooh that sounds good. What did you, what, you pair it with uh, any wine or beer or what? Just a nice, a nice water and some cocktail sauce and some uh, homemade uh, fries. Mm. It's quite, quite, quite delicious. But yeah, that what sounds, do, uh, that sounds yeah. delectable. Mm-hmm. Going on to what is, uh, what do we got to talk? We're talking Thrones first. Or are we gonna talk Lincoln Park? We're gonna talk Lincoln Park. Uh, lead singer for Lincoln Park, uh, Chester Bennington, um, committed suicide today. He was forty-one. Um, that yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, Lincoln Park I, was. Yeah, pretty much everybody's childhood, I would say. Yeah, I, I mean, I only really remember them from Transformers, Encore and Numb, yeah. the Jay Z song, and then see, I initially see, I I guess my dumb brain got like Link Lincoln Park and Fort Minor mixed up because I was like, oh, because I made the joke about like remember his name and Ryan were like. And people were like, Ryan, that's that's Fort Minor. That's not even close to Lincoln Park. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> damn. I guess that joke doesn't work out anymore. Well, but that's all right. Everybody makes mistakes. But yeah, that's incredibly sad. I didn't. I just woke up to the news of him dying, and I'm like, oh, that's sad as shit. And they realized he committed suicide, which is, oh boy. Yeah, the- I didn't know that. I didn't hear about it happening until like three o'clock, and everybody's like, yeah, where were you? Yeah, like, I don't know. You I was at the zoo. Him? I was at the zoo today. Oh my God, that's gotta be awesome! Yeah, well, way to way to focus on the zoo instead of uh, your reporting duties of 
figuring out that the lead singer for Linkin Park committed suicide. A way to really put put the animals first. Yeah, I'm just trying to help my kids that can't fuck me, right? I yeah, see, yeah, I. This is just tricky because I never really like listened to Linkin Park, but I always heard Linkin Park. If that makes sense, it was because they were just goddamn everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty much every kid's childhood. I feel like any dude who's gonna make some sentimental, deep ass stuff where he's like the lyrics mean a lot and stuff probably got some demons. And I bet if you, I bet now it's even sadder going back on his music and you realize all these little subtleties that probably led to this point. I don't know. There's still a lot coming out on probably why he did it. We don't know if there's a note or anything, but. It's really random. I feel like if it was like about the band and stuff, it, it's a little it's a little uh, overdue because Lincoln Park's been out of the spotlight for a little bit. So I think it's like it might be some family shit, or we might have just well, had it was some, like, it was family shit. He was sexually abused as a kid. Oh, was it? And then it just led to this, or like I, yeah, it I, was sex, sexual abuse, and then he started um, smoking weed, um, and then he weed got levels. into cocaine and meth. Damn. So, uh, yeah. Um, never good. Never good when you start dabbling in the meth. Mm-hmm. Not, not yeah. a. It's, it's a. It's a tough road back from that one. But damn, I didn't know it was that serious. But I guess when you get to that rock world and you make that insane amount of money, you'll do whatever, whatever it takes to just stifle, cover that stuff up. Yeah. Because these record companies just want you on the road and producing music. They don't have time for you to get yourself right and actually go to a re- rehabilitation facility. Exactly. So it's sad as shit. Um, obviously, in our in our prayers. Tease and peace. Tease and peace to the Benning is Chris Bennington. Chester Bennington. Chester Bennington. Tease and peace to you guys. I wasn't he a huge like six kids. Fan. Holy crap! Yeah. yeah, dude, there's probably some there's probably some dark demon shit here that we're not that I can't really wrap grasp my mind grasp my mind around because. I wish I listened to their music to be able to give you a better better takes here because it'd be like, oh, you listen to this one song and he talks about all this and it's just very, uh, you know what? I guess people saw it coming and you just do that and just be that weird music nerd. But I don't know. Linkin Park, you'll always be in our memories now. Yeah. I've become so numb. That's probably a song about doing drugs, so I don't know if I can listen to that song anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I could ever listen to Linkin Park again, to be honest. <laughs> Well, again, I don't know about that. Wow. I still listen to Nirvana. <laughs> well, that's that's true. When did when did Kurt Cobain kill himself? As I think it was like ninety three or something oh, okay. like that, or it might have been later. Like no, like ninety seven. We might have been young kids. Okay. I actually, I don't know if we were alive for it, but either way, it wasn't long after in vitro. But yeah, always sad about sad hearing singers die because it's always like they're often the most troubled artists and stuff, like the lyricists, but. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, it sucks. So, uh, Cheese and peas. On a lighter note, Game of Thrones. What? Yeah, so there's going to be major spoilers if you've never seen Thrones. Or if you've never seen Thrones, you might just be completely inept to these spoilers, and it might be just interesting for you to figure out whatever happened. So, spoiler alert now. Holy shit, Arya killed everybody. That was so <laughs> cool. I remember... I was confused as heck. I thought I it was, was like a like, flashback. Uh huh. I th- I really thought it was a flashback too. I'm like, oh, it must be a flashback to like, like just after the red wedding because they're all talking about like the red wedding and stuff. Right. And then he just gets like gets creepily and creepily into that more stuff. He's like, you killed like, 
I thought he was just going to have I th- I thought it was just going to be Walter Frey just like having some weird holier than thou moment and right. then yeah the, the the line was uh cuz knowing it's Arya and stuff then he like tells the girl not to drink the wine right when he told the girl not to drink the wine I'm like okay something's up here but then he well, does right, like right when he because he put the cup to his lips but he didn't drink it and I was like I yeah, knew right then it. that he poisoned it yeah, but you just don't know it's Arya until she freaking rips that face off. Which I still don't get the many face god and all that stuff. Like, yeah, that all. that part's lost on me, and I just I like, guess is it a religion? What's like, up? They always talk. They, like, I guess it's like a religion, but then they never really explain. Because I'm rewatching it now, so I'm I'm like on the fifth season of rewatching it. This is like my third or fourth time, but wow. I'm just like, well, you take in stuff a lot more. This is my first time rewatching it since the end of season seven, and you just take in everything like a lot more easily. And I just don't really get why everybody in Bravos is so like obsessed with all these many face men. But I guess it just doesn't even matter anymore because Arya is going to be on a killing streak. I'm so excited. I remember what the entire sixth season everybody was like, "What is this? This is boring. Like, yeah. I don't like this. Uh-huh. Like, why is she even relevant in this anymore?" And and then she kills that, and then she's, and then she like stabs that one guy's like face to all heck in like that brothel, Marin Trant. Yeah. He's like a soul guy. And you're like, oh, this is where they're going with it. And it was awesome. Then she, then she obviously bakes Walter Frey's son into pie. Absolutely incredible. They really got to, I'm now I'm moving on from that. I'm like, did you have anything else on Arya? Um, I was just, uh, we can talk about that Ed Sheeran scene later, unless you want to talk yeah, about we'll, it now. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll we'll just talk about it. Yeah, but uh, should we just yeah, we'll go in about, like the order from the scenes? Yeah. Well, not or yeah. Just talk, I'm I'm thinking of the the Sam. Is it Sam? No, wait. Is it is his name Sam? Yeah, Sam Tarley. That guy, the baster. Yeah. Uh, they got to all of that real quick on like how like the importance of Dragonstone and like. Uh, like they like have an entire scene where John's like, "We need dragon glass. We need dragon glass." And then it's like at the end of it, he just finds where the dragon glass. Th- they wasted no time in setting that up and getting that to a conclusion. Right, and I think I think they tie that really well with you know Daenerys' arrival to Dragonstone. And yeah, I completely forgot that that's where Stannis Baratheon was like all posted. I know. I totally uh-huh. forgot. Like, yeah, no, I I. I've I knew Dragonstone was a house. I don't or like a castle. I never really understood who's there and stuff. And then I'm rewatching it now, and they all they talk like they talk about like, uh, like the Targaryens and stuff ruling in the castle. It's really cool rewatching everything because every scene matters and pertains to something way in the future. There's like the they said it on like the Barstool wrap up podcast, like the Chekhov's gun theory, where like. You, you probably you learned about it in script writing where if you put a gun in the scene it has to go off at some point you can't like put these useless facts into it you know yeah and, like, that would, a, I don't uh-huh. I actually don't know if I learned that in my script writing class I had a different teacher it was, <laughs> it was just something it was just something that it's just like you don't put unnecessary plot points or like distract from what your main goal is because if you put a gun in the scene people all people are thinking about is like it's when it's gonna go off right but like you rewatch all of Thrones and every scene matters like even the, like even the Doran stuff now is like way more clear I totally understand the Doran stuff and like why they hate the Lannisters and like they're the ones like she was the 
Elia was the one that was married to Rhaegar back during the rebellion and all that crap. And then right. that's why Oberon get kills. And then that, that's why that girl kills the old king because she won't do anything about Oberon. And now it's just like a whole big like cluster. And now they're going to team up with the Tyrells. But oh, man. yeah, not a lot of Tyrell stuff. Uh, who is not in the app? A lot of Hound. Hound's going to be on a big redemption tour. Yeah, do you, Hound's Hound's a nice guy now. He has like he he took like a one eighty. He always showed like flashes of that. It was always just like a really morally hard guy to understand because he would be really nice to some people and then just like rob. Like I I just rewatched the episode. You know how he like had the old people, or he had the the guy and his daughter and they were like frozen to death in the winter in yeah. that house. I just rewatched that episode and it's like everything matters in that. It's, like he just. They like let him stay at their place, and then he just robs him. Do you think? Like, do you think he's becoming more sympathetic because he had that near death experience with Arya? Yeah, he's all. It's all like I, I was reading online too. It's like this. He has to. See, he has to see something good in the world, to, and then he like then it, like it's like a it's like a rising action. Like he sees something good, and then he starts to be good again, and then he slowly starts to be bad until he sees something in the world that makes him believe that there's good in the world again. And I think he saw a lot of it in, like, Arya. And then he saw the – I don't know who the guy was. It was Ian McShane's character. It was, like, on that – he was the one who, like, immediately gets killed in Six. Like, when you see the Hound again, he's, like, that, like, monk – not a monk-type guy. You know how they're on that, like, weird little – you know when you find the Hound and there's that one guy that's just, like, his mentor? Yeah. That's, like, another big thing, but – I don't know. Um, the kid. I don't think the good hound's gonna continue all the way up until like his big shiny moment. I think you're gonna get some degenerate hound too. Yeah, I mean, just, we're de- we're definitely going to like. I feel like his group is gonna like. They're gonna run into something, and the hound is just gonna have to go off, and he's just gonna have to kill everybody. Uh huh. You dropped a lot of hard C's that entire episode. So. Oh man! Like right away, like with that scene uh-huh. with Cersei and Joffrey. Just, just jumps Joffrey, off. Uh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But, yeah, I just don't know where they're going to go. I don't know where this entire Brotherhood Without Banners thing is going because they're, like, allegiant to the Starks. So I'm wondering if they're going to meet up with Jon and the Hound is going to help Jon because the Hound, it's building up to Cl- Clegane Bowl. It's definitely got to be. He's got to fight the Mountain at some point. It and needs just, to happen. I just don't know how he's going to fight the Mountain. Or bring him back just to not fight the Mountain is stupid either way. But, yeah. You know what, Jon- part, you know what part really got me stoked? What? When Jorah was at, uh, was in that cell. Ooh, so we'll debate this. I thought that was kind of stupid. I didn't know why they brought him back. Why are they bringing him back? For what? Well, I, I don't, I don't know why he was in that cell. I don't know why he was there. Just, like, did he get I, captured? Uh, like a lot of people with grayscale, I think, go to the Citadel because it's like the main hub for, like, like medical and like up like like a recent like medical studies and stuff so he's like i think he's like postponing like the effects of grayscale in the citadel because just in that thing i don't think he's captured are you but sure he's def- no. are you sure he's postponing it because it's his literally entire arm looked like it was i mean just- yeah I, I, it's definitely i don't know if it's like because i was just watching another episode where they talked about grayscale and stuff uh but yeah he's definitely because they turn into like animals or some stuff like, like yeah they, not, turn like, in, well, they turn into they're like zombies the stone men yeah but there was another thing they, if you take a still, there was some still of the book that Sam was looking at where you see all the dragon glass under Dragonstone. And, like, on the page to the left of it, 
it says that like dragon glass can heal most like illnesses known to man. So I think that dragon glass is gonna play a part in like healing Jorah. I'm just not a big Jorah guy. I think Jorah's a sleazy dude. He like wants to like he wants Daenerys to like him, but then sells the secrets. So he's like, no, but I'm in love with you. Like I'm just like rewatching all this stuff and like then he's then he kidnaps Tyrion to try and get in the good graces of the Lannisters again. It's just I'm not a big Jorah Mormont guy. I just think I just think he just he's like so innocent. I don't know. I side with him just because I feel like he's I don't know. I mean, yeah, I because you feel like he wants the good for people cuz that's why he gets that's why he gets like shunned from the north in the beginning is because right. like his wife has like a lavish lifestyle and he needs to start like selling like, prostitutes or start a brothel to pay fuck for it and then like it's like really frowned upon in the north. Mm-hmm. And then so that's why he gets banished and exiled and meets up with Daenerys. But yeah, I just don't He's flip-flops too much for me. It's too much flip-flopping for me to decide. It's too much flip-flopping for me to take a stance on him because as long as he's flip-flopping, then I'm flip-flopping on him. You can't just flip-flop like that. Mm -hmm. No, but I'm going to flip-flop as long as he's flip-flopping and then we're flopping together. I love flip-flops. Hopefully the the flop turns into a flip, but as of now, he's flopped. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, That Um, Sam scene was one of the most unsettling Game of Thrones scenes. Oh, just the quick shots of all the <laughs> Just the quick shots liquids. of the soup and the poop and the soup and the poop. Ugh. Brutal. What else is there? I really like I really like 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 going from like a digital media perspective. I really like that fast pacing and then like the slow pacing oh, yeah. with the books. Just being and stuff. a digital media student, like begin, like post digital media student stuff and just like watching any film now is just so fascinating. Yeah. Especially phones because it's like the creme de la creme. It's basically movies. I right? love it. I don't know. It's awesome. And you're just like, you're into everything. You're just like thinking of camera angles and like how it's behind it. But regardless, what else was there in that episode? The Hound was in it. What do you think this gift that Euron Greyjoy is going to get for Cersei? Oh, no clue. I'm scared of that. Do you um, think he's going to actually like bribe her? Do you think he's going to like come back and just kill him? Kill them all? No, I don't think we'll come. He, I, I think him and Cersei are going to end up together. I bet he comes back with. There was Robert Baratheon had a bastard in the first season that was with he was with Arya and stuff and he's a Baratheon his name's Gendry yeah and that was the rumor on the line is that he's gonna come back and he's gonna have Gendry Baratheon with him so they they can they can like kill the one who has the namesake to the throne or something because he would have a namesake but who could he like capture unless he unless Euron finds the Hound and the Hound is the one you know. Yeah, because all their be kids a, are dead. Yeah, that might be a better. That might be a good thing to bring back to Cersei is just bring back the Hound, and then the Hound does a trial by combat with the Mountain. Oh, that'd be sweet. But I just like beyond that, I have no idea who he'd capture, unless he's bringing like Theon. But Theon and Yara are with Daenerys and all that. Do you think? So do you, you think you obviously think it's going to be a person? What if it's what if it's like an object? Yeah, see, I, like, I just don't know what's so relevant in the Thrones universe that she could be like, oh, crap, that's awesome. I need to marry this dude now. Like, I'm just, um, maybe it's, if he finds, like, a dragon egg or some crap like that, but it took seven seasons for those dragons to get monstrous. What about those, it. what about that, that flaming sword? You remember that flaming sword? Oh, it was in the, that's, that's, um... No, what's his name? The guy who has 
That's the guy in a Brotherhood Without Banners. He has the flaming sword. Oh, he does? The guy with the eye that keeps getting resurrected. I'm pretty sure he has the flaming sword. Oh, is who's that? What's that character's name? That that he like he like saved the world like before all this Game of Thrones like stuff happened. Like that was oh, like a historical that's, thing. That's like that's like the one like savior, the Azor Ahai. Yeah, theory. Azor Ahai. Uh huh. That's supposed to be like Daenerys reincarnated. I think she'll end up with the flaming sword. But Beric Dondarrion is the one that keeps being brought back by like the Lord of Light with the eye patch that the Hound kills at one point. Right. I think he has it because. He that, that's what he fights the hound with in in uh when they fight the first time. He just lights his each swords on fire. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be this gonna if he brings like the flaming sword or something, it'd be sweet. That's the that was my biggest question mark in the entire episode is what the hell Euron's gonna bring to Cersei. But yeah, beyond that. Yeah, like the, it like distracted me from the rest of the episode. Did you see the um it's like when they're standing on the map, that big theory? Yeah. About Cersei's like standing in the neck. Of, on the map, and it's literally called the neck, and then Jamie's standing on the fingers, and, like, that's supposed to be, that's, like, that witch's prophecy that the, her little, uh, Cersei's little brother is gonna strangle him, or strangle her and, like, kill her, and she al- always thought it would be Tyrion, but it's probably gonna be Jamie. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jamie, but I didn't, I didn't, um, I didn't catch that. No, it's the witch's prophecy. It's, one of, it's like, in the third season or something. She says all her children will die, which came true. She said that a younger queen will come along to take her place. And she said uh, it's like a, a Valenquar or something, which is just uh, Valyrian for little brother. Will strangle you, strangle the life out of you. And she always thought it was Tyrion. That's why she always wants to get Tyrion away. But it's going to be Jamie. Oh, I'm, it's going to be so bad. I'm kind of surprised Jamie hasn't gone at her yet. Uh, because he loves her. I mean, I don't know. They've always, they've like, they haven't done, they haven't had any type of relationship since like. Since, since he got his hand cut off, basically. The daughter, and then she hates him even more because he can't protect the daughter. It's just, yeah, I just, I, I want. Crap moment after oh crap moment. Because you can't cut. 10 to 7 and not just try to pack in as much as you can. But either way, did we have any uh, – what else? Did we miss anything? The John stuff's kind of going right now. Yeah, that, uh, that was pretty straightforward. Let's do like a let's do like a little like preview. I love reading the uh, – because they release the episode like synopses before uh, – like uh, – before each episode a little bit. I'm going to see if they have... Did they release the, the second one? They should. I think they released the first three. Um, Yeah, images, synopsis. Let's see. Yeah, but either way, man, I just think that they gotta... They just gotta get to sh- shit real quick. Alright, here, here's a synopsis. Uh, Daenerys... Receives an unexpected visitor. John faces a revolt, and Tyrion plans the conquest of Westeros. Oh, that was badass! The end of it. She's like, "So shall we begin?" And then it cuts. Yeah, that was oh, sweet. Man. Goosebump city. That was the, um, that was the only word spoken in that entire plot line. The entire Daenerys plot oh. line. Oh really? Oh, in that episode? Yeah. Oh my god. 
So who do you think is going to be that unexpected visitor? Um, I really have no clue. Like we talked about, like the Euron stuff. That could be Euron because you could try to get Tyrion. Um, maybe Jorah. I don't know. Sam has to get like that information out to John. Maybe John because John's got to get down to the south and figure out the Dragonglass stuff. But that's going to be a lot of traveling. I feel like that's. The one thing Thorns always get crapped on is just characters teleporting places, but I don't really care as long as it moves the story along. But I don't know, man. I'm just pumped to see it because I think these episodes are going to be boom, 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 and there's always going to be big stuff going on. You probably won't get a lot of Arya. I think the only like Arya stuff is just going to be her traveling and then just her taking names. I have no idea who the next person Arya would kill would be because I think Jamie's going to take out Cersei. Then who else is on it? The Mountain's on our list. That's probably the, the Hound's doing then uh, not much. She doesn't have much after that. The phrase were the big ones she got to cross off her list. But, yeah, I don't know who the visitor is going to be, but I don't know. I'm pumped. We got to talk Thrones all the time, and I'm pumped we get to talk about it every week, no matter what people like or not. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I uh, I actually signed up for the HBO, like, month trial. Uh-huh. And I'm just going to do it with a different email once that expires <laughs> because I, I cannot watch this on crappy pirated computer video <laughs> quality. Yeah, just don't just if anybody from HBO is listening, don't rat out Kellen at all. Yeah, don't rat me out. You're just gonna deprive someone of Thrones, and everybody needs Thrones in their life. Yeah, love <laughs> me some Thrones. You got anything else on that then? Uh, no, not really. I think it's gonna be lit. All right, I'm good. If you are, was that is that 23? Yeah, that's 23. 23 in the books, just under an hour. Wow, neat. <laughs> there we go. All right, perfect. All right. Awesome, everybody. Uh, all right. Um, so we'll back have this. Next week more Thrones and, and all that stuff. If yeah. you like Thrones or not. And then Thrones and more sports stuff. Oh, yeah. We are a sports podcast. Yeah, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See you, bud. All right. Peace out. Everybody stay woke. Stay woke. Stay woke.